0: Hey, Manish, how's it going? Yeah, I'm good, Jay. What about you? All well, all well. So, guys, welcome to Season 2, uh, Episode 2 this time. We thought of... And I guess we'll talking about Active Investing as you suggested last time. Active Investing, exactly. My forte, if, if, if you could call it that. Um, Absolutely. So, guys, last time we left you on passive funds, we explained briefly what passive funds were. We kept it short and sweet, if you may. Uh, and, and, and we're gonna do the same this time uh with with active funds too um so just briefly if coming to active funds what is the real difference active funds generally guys uh like mentioned before the goal is to outperform an index more often than not um and these are generally what you call fundamental asset managers uh someone like myself who take a who take a view on the markets and take a view either on the markets or on a stock-specific level itself. Um, So say, for instance, uh, somebody actually sitting there, managing a fund, saying that, okay, Facebook has dropped 25%, doing analysis on this company, and then saying that, okay, this is a good time to perhaps invest in Facebook. Um, and, and, And by doing that, outperforms the nasdaq in itself um if that makes sense it does it does and
1: and you if you're going to invest in a in a fund manager that you are comfortable giving your money to because he has a track record of doing this consistently yep that is when you can uh choose an active fund manager for, for having your money manage and compound handsomely because because I, i'll tell you my perspective jay uh the the i have a pms uh that pms manager in india that manages my money and uh, i'll tell you my reason to choose that pms manager uh is that he has a concentrated portfolio
0: mm-hmm. okay
1: there are only 15 stocks in the portfolio the index you know, BSE Sensex has 30 stocks, Nifty has 50 stocks in India, but he has only 15 stocks in the portfolio and 15 of them very high conviction ideas for him. And he firmly believes and I I, I agree with him that in an index of 30, 50 or 100 companies, every company is not, you know, having the same growth trajectory. Every company is not equally profitable. Every company doesn't have a strong moat. But, but many a time, there are only... 20, 30% of the index, which will really be strong. And, and a good chunk of them may not be strong businesses. Like in S&P 500 in US, 500 are not strong businesses. There are many, many businesses which are smaller or weaker or, or really having their business impaired with disruption or competitive forces. Absolutely. And that is why, I, that is why I prefer an active fund manager who has a track record, whose philosophy is very clear, whose communication is very clear. Uh, and, and I'm willing to bet my money on him and I'm willing to take the volatility that comes along. But if he can watch the portfolio and, 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 uh, and be agile in, in, in allocating positions and taking decisions, uh, which could be fruitful in years to come, then I, I, I would prefer him doing that. Uh, instead of me doing that since I don't have the time that he has so so that's my take on active fund management you you've got to understand the person the philosophy uh and having history
0: before you bet on someone actively I absolutely agree and as and there's the question of information guys because l- like we said on the last episode you know active managers generally tend to outperform in markets where information is not uh easily available or asymmetric you know it's 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 about the fact that if i like for instance me as an asset manager here in the in in mina um i'm able to talk to ceos of companies before i invest in them uh and i'm able to you know talk to people working in the companies before i invest in them so i'm able to get and 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 that can significantly help me outperform versus in the US where what are the chances that you can talk to you know Zuckerberg before the results or that's not inside information, but like you can talk to Zuckerberg before uh, at, at any point in time. It's practically impossible, right? Uh, very few fund managers or I think there's even regulations surrounding it that make it that make all of this information that that gets told to one asset manager become publicly available information so that level of information symmetry is 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 what i think also helps one outperform versus uh, uh, just a passive fund if that makes sense yeah.
1: right right like in india there's a new law uh, which has been passed that if if a company does any discussion with the fund manager the company has to disclose which mm-hmm. fund they are discussing with. And and if I rightly remember, even the transcript of that whole talk is made public. Yeah. You know, so so that is a kind of transparency that, that makes uh, uh, active fund manager difficult because he's competing with so many of them. But in spite of this transparency that is available in efficient markets, uh, you, you really need to be able to assess the quality of performance of a fund manager. Like, like I'll tell you another fund that I like. Jay, I don't know if you've heard of Terry Smith's uh, fund in in uh, London. called no. Called Fundsmith. Okay, so Fundsmith is one of the... He's, he's considered as Warren Buffet of UK. Okay, uh, I just finished his book uh, called Investing for Growth by Terry Smith. Fantastic book. There's basically an anthology where, where it's a collection of all the articles he's written for... Uh, for the for the business newspaper in UK for over the last ten years, I think his fund started in 2011, so it's 10 plus years of performance. And uh, I again same reasons why I like him. The 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 portfolio is concentrated. The portfolio is highly in quality companies, and he is very clear in his philosophy. Uh, and and uh, his his communication is educational there's so much he can teach you uh uh, and and that is why i'm willing to bet my money on on being managed by terry smith uh Who's done a fantastic job, even if you were to look at his track, record, his performance. And also one more thing, when you do land up investing in an active fund, you've got to understand what is the benchmark the fund is using. You know, it won't serve you any purpose if if a fund manager in US is choosing China as a benchmark, he will of course beat it because China has done horribly. Yeah. So, don't fall for stories of active fund managers when they choose an index and you're like, oh, is there, see, that's another thing about active fund. If you're choosing an active fund, what benchmark is the fund comparing themselves with? Otherwise, in the fund factory, they will show, oh, we beat, beat the benchmark by 10%. And you're thinking, oh, wow. You
0: yeah, know, my so fund yeah. is
1: performing. But what benchmark are they using? What so, benchmark are they using? Yeah, like what benchmark y'all use, since y'all are a, a, a GCC fund uh what venture you
0: all use so, for, for so that's a that's a very interesting point you made manish because so we have two funds right we have a mina fund and a uae fund um and the mina fund uses most mina fund managers use this index which is the SP pan-arab index but the uae fund uh, yeah. has an interesting story because last year we went through an index change now why did we go through the index change because the the s UAE index, the one that, again, most fund managers use, have some index constituents at, let's say, for instance, FAB in that index is almost 30% of the index. And the regulator, mm. which is... FAB alone? FAB alone, yes. Wow. And the regulator in, in, in the country uh, mandates that the, the fund cannot take a single position greater than 10%. So, it was not a fair representation right. for our performance because we, right. we have to be 20% underweight FAB. Um, and, and, and if FAB outperforms, and, then and your fund is Which is exactly what happened. Either. So, so we underperformed okay. because the likes of FAB and Etisalat, which are the two heavyweights in the index, 30 and 15% okay. respectively. Um, Etisalat right. did, I think, uh, more than 50%. So, it outperformed the index uh okay. and, and and so did fab. So okay. so we got essentially S P to, to custom make an index for us. Okay. Uh okay which is more which is essentially using the same constituents as the normal index, but putting a ten percent cap. Uh okay. which which then makes but, it a but, more but fair but representation. That benchmark
1: is, but that benchmark only used by all or that benchmark is can be used by others.
0: It, also. It, that benchmark can be used by others also. So it was previously okay. used by another asset manager. We basically, if you want to say, we brought, we brought it back to life. Ah, interesting. So, see, this is what, what you have to look for when you
1: invest in active funds. You have to look for this kind of a commentary from the active fund manager. So that he also lands up educating you about, you know, so so that you don't land up making wrong comparisons. And active fund management, so much comes down to your ability to compare. Like I'll give you another another example, here. If you were to, if someone was to look at an active fund which has only $10 million as AUM. Yeah. Or, but it has performed, 100%, 100% plus and the benchmark is only 10% plus. You might be, wow, this is outperformer, But it's so small a fund. Maybe there are only one client. Yeah. The fact sheet doesn't say how many clients there are. Maybe it has only one client, and if that one client has ninety percent or ninety-nine percent of the funds, that you have, if he takes the money out, I mean that fund is, you know, it doesn't doesn't exist anymore. You know. So you can't be.
0: Sorry, yeah. go on, Manish. I I have a very now, another interesting story to share on this also.
1: Yeah, no, because this is also sometimes people get sucked into that. Oh, wow, active fund gave hundred percent performance, but it's so small and it is so new. You get you get you get the shiny object syndrome that you get so excited, but they not realizing that the risk of of it underperforming uh, or you left uh, you know to the dogs is very very high. So, so that's another thing you have got to keep your eye on when you're looking at active funds. Jay, but I'd love to hear the story that
0: you have in mind. I mean, so this without without naming names. So I know I know a peer uh, that that l- let's say for simplicity' purpose m- manages five billion dollars, uh, and and what they strategically do is they they so so if anybody knows MENA Markets there's a slew of IPOs coming up. So there's, there's numerous public listings that are happening. And how a public listing works is you 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 put in a bid as to how much you want and then you get an allocation. Uh, what these guys do is they put this allocation into a very small fund. So it becomes a higher percentage of this fund. And generally, these, these IPOs tend to outperform. So they'll do 40, 50%. But if the fund size is if that they're marketing is only, let's say, $10 million, and they get this allocation that is now 50% uh, up, and, and, and they've gotten a $5 million allocation, that becomes a, a, a large chunk of this small fund that they're marketing and and calling their performance because they're not really disclosing what the assets under management for this fund is. Um Right and and guys these are ways that that active managers uh kind of uh, market themselves these are marketing tactics but ethically you know the right thing to do is to make sure that the allocation for these ipos is pro rata right um and not just given to one fund that is used for the sole purpose of marketing um so so it's very important to kind of uh, get this transparency when it comes to active investing? Active investing basically is a lot about storytelling.
1: It uh, is. So you you really got to be watchful for what story you're believing in. I, I, I'll tell you, the, I have seen so many funds, okay, of fund houses, which have non-performing funds, but they only market one fund which is performing. Mm-hmm. Now it's like it's like they've diversified their business model. They have ten funds. They will only market with you one fund, and you're like, okay, wow, this fund looks good, and I'm going to invest in it. Not realizing that the whole idea is to gain your uh, mind, uh, you know, mind share, so that eventually you increase allocation to other funds, or you land up maybe buying to this one because it's performing. Yeah, I, that's why I, many of them don't like uh, a, a lot of funds selling N F O new fund offers and twenty you know different thing. I love funds which have one fund manager and one one strategy or two strategies max yeah and exactly. it's, it's which means the whole team is centered around one or two strategies max and and uh, it's it's concentration of their energy of their resources of their time of their expertise instead of running 10 things to satisfy everyone like you know Steve Jobs used to say if you want to make everyone happy sell ice cream yeah like, I see some fund managers trying to do that. They want everyone, they want to cater to everyone. And that doesn't, that shouldn't be of how a fund manager should think. Fund managers think of a fiduciary role and at the same time, compounding your money handsomely. Uh, got to be a win-win. He makes money, I make money. Uh, but but I prefer funds, which are, which are, uh, that's why my whole, uh, you know, spiel on, on what kind of fund managers I look at
0: yeah i mean so i run away from people who have 10 20 30 funds to market i mean just as manish said you know it's so guys in 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 20 it's 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 really all all about uh it's it's very important for this transparency this level of conversation to happen so i'll give you an example right in 2020 when the markets were down we we had this in in march we made sure that we spoke to as many of our clients as we could to kind of tell them like, look, this is the so-and-so is happening in the markets. This is how we're positioning ourselves. This is what we think will happen. This is, you know, we have this conversation. We had one hour dialogues, Manish, with our clients to make sure that there was no panic-inducing scenarios there. Redemptions, yeah. And And in 2020, actually, we were net- subscriptions. Okay, so more people, mm. actually nobody redeemed, more people subscribed mm. into the fund because we had this conversation with people, because we told them our views, because we told them how we feel. And then come 2021 where the markets, especially MENA, made a killing, you know, right. we were... Like the, like the best performing, uh, Saudi was, Saudi and you were the best performing uh, regions, yeah, in 21? The one, yeah, exactly, the best performing markets and... Then the question became, okay, why are you underperforming? Which we were underperforming for the majority of the year. We only outperformed towards the end of the year, but we were able to kind of have that conversation with people saying that, look, the index is not as diversified as you think. 55% is in financials, 15% is in materials, 6%, 67% or 80, 70% of your index is in two sectors. We have a more diversified approach. You can, you have that conversation, and once again, right. you know we had subscriptions. We had people come into the fund, and by the year end, we actually did outperform the fund, uh, outperform the index. So it's important. It's it's mandatory. It's it's in 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 our within our fiduciary duties to make sure that clients are fully understanding of where we're positioned. Our top five holdings. We we put out commentary every week every month talk about the results of our companies so jay this is this is
1: from your side all right at the same time guys since you're listening you're an investor so you got to look for this kind of communication from the fund house now i'll, I'll tell you a flip side jay again there's a flip side of everything that he said now because the communication can be ramped up easily because people can come on zoom or podcast and share their philosophy and communicate to you now you got to if you if you don't want to do active fund investing, then you also got to look at whether the fund manager is being consistent with what he said told mm-hmm. you before. Yeah. If he told you before that I'm not gonna buy wheat companies or I'm not gonna buy tech companies, then I'll give you an example like oh, so many IPOs are coming out in India also, and there are value funds in India. Alright, value investing. Now, when you see a value investing company which buys companies which are cheaply priced or reasonably priced, all right, but lands up paying for PTM or Zomato IPOs which are obnoxiously priced, yeah. So when you land up actively investing and you realize that the fund manager is buying stuff which doesn't even match with the theme of the fund, that is when you realize that you know maybe he's telling you a story, and and you you really need to be careful whether you want your money to be managed by him. because it could fund manager goes through the same emotion. Your fund manager goes through the same emotion that you and I go through. You and I get seduced into stories. He also could get seduced into stories and may believe that oh PTM is a value stock. PTM's got hammered. Yeah. Like 50% down from IPO. Like just imagine a value investing strategy losing 50% on a stock. That's like such a bummer. So 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 yeah, value investing would require you to be a good judge of you know, it's like you gotta be a judge of what a person does, not what a person says. And and you have to be a good refined. judge
0: of character,
1: you know. Which which is which is what comes out from what he does, you know? You you become a good
0: judge when you can, can when you can make a decision whether what he's doing matches with what he's saying. Exactly. Exactly. I think that's that's very, very important. And and all of these themes, guys, when it comes to active managing, you just you you need to have that element of transparency, uh, that 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 level of uh you know. Uh, if read the fact sheets, read what the what the fund's holding. If the fund doesn't disclose what they're holding, that's that's a big big red flag, you know. Uh, read what they're holding. Read uh, the weights. Read the strategy. Read how those companies in that fund is doing. Uh, and and kind of- another thing, another thing, Jay,
1: When they're reading, actually, when you're reading, look for the expense ratios also. Yeah. Like like an active fund. Basically, got to, got, you got to be good at comparing. And uh, you got to be good at comparing expense ratio between two active funds. So, so if you're looking at buying an active fund and one active fund is 1.75% expense ratio, which is a lot. And sometimes expense ratio doesn't even cover all the expenses of a fund. There might be other f- expenses which will be more over and above expense ratio. Uh, whereas, there's the same fund in the same strategy, in the same region, you know, running at 0.75%. Yeah, you know, so 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 you've got to look at many many fund houses for whom fund management is not a fiduciary role; it's a business. Exactly. Then you are in a wrong. Then you then you made a wrong choice. But if you're in a fund house who has a fiduciary role and he wants it to be a win-win for them, like Warren Buffet, he wants it to be a win-win. He wants be investors in Berkshire Hathaway to be a win-win for them and for everyone invested. Like those are the people that you know you you you. Got to, got to look at. Like, Jay, I, I, like my biggest holding in my whole portfolio, all right, is Berkshire Hathaway. I have, I have a good chunk of my money in it. But Berkshire Hathaway, I don't even look at it as a company. It's like a active fund for me because Berkshire has like fifty plus businesses inside, mm-hmm. like eighty plus businesses inside. If I'm right, they got the biggest rail, uh, railroads in U.S. They got the biggest insurance company, largest uh, shareholders of Apple. Uh, and owners of many many brands like Duracell Fruit of the Loom Dairy Queen so much more it's like it's like an active fund for me it looks like a company or Berkshire But for me I take it as a fund and I trust the 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 thinking of the fund manager over there which is Warren Buffet and Charlie Manjian
0: yes I mean I I, I couldn't agree more with, with with that kind of philosophy also guys in terms of fees there's there's another fee that we we need to keep in mind which is your performance fee right so generally some funds will charge you let's say for instance uh, if they have outperformed the benchmark they charge you 10% over the art performance for instance this is but but, Jay,
1: but Jay, this act- the, the, are you are you sure? that most active funds, uh, at least in India and US, don't have performance fees
0: unless they are hedge funds, which have performance fees. So we so or, we have performance fees. Uh, it, ah, okay. Really, it depends on a, a, if 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 a fund has like they were since inception, maybe in like twenty years ago. Where I know, I know. For instance, my boss when he was managing funds. In two thousand and six, his he was being benchmarked against Libor. Okay, so his performance fee was over Libor, but wow, he would have made a killing. Exactly. So, so people yeah. performance fees still get charged, guys. Um, and it's important. It was, look, performance fees is not always bad. It's 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 a way to motivate the fund manager. But you need to also look at the ulterior motive, right? So, some performance fees don't have hurdle rates. What is a hurdle rate? A hurdle rate is, for instance, in one year, they, they go down. In one year, they make 10% over the benchmark. The next year, they underperform by 10%. And then in the year after that, they charge you because they've outperformed the benchmark again. But what you're not realizing is the year before that, they lost money. So net-net, they've, they've, they've lost money, but they charged you twice. So that's what a hurdle rate seems to... I mean, that's what a hurdle rate does is it it kind of creates that new benchmark for you because you have to outperform by that hurdle in order for the fund manager to gain performance fees. So th- these kind of small details, uh, is it's very important for you to understand what they actually mean.
1: Right. And, and the hurdle rate and performance, might, it might, even if it just goes a little technical for you, you can always, you know, uh, get in touch with any of us and maybe we can throw more light on it. But there, the, there is plethora of options available you know even without performance sharing like you could just buy an active fund where the fund manager makes an expense ratio exactly. which is depending on what what asset class he goes for could be 0.5% to 2.5% but but you got to have a knack of comparing uh, yeah. you know expense expenditure AUMs also also whatever fund manager has all new people which means the fund managers recruited one year back six months back two years back would you wanna be in a fund which is just so new with no track record? Like you'll be better off choosing a f- team which has been together for a longer time, so that they each are picking up from from each other and and gelling as a team. The performance is definitely gonna be better, or the process is definitely gonna better be better in a team uh, which has been together for a very very long time.
0: Mm-hmm. Instead of instead- couldn't agree more. In fact, when 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 Naugis had interviewed us, Manish. The first question they asked hmm. us was about the turnover of the team. Can you imagine? The, it, yeah. it wasn't about performance, holdings. They know we can speak on all of this. The first question they asked was wh- talk about the staff turnover. Who's been here for the longest time? How many years, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. How has the team evolved uh, all no, of that. It's like
1: a team sport, man. It's like fund manager, active fund manager, so much a team sport.
0: Absolutely, the team is very, very important. The brains behind the the process. It's uh, it, it, it couldn't be uh, more important in any other field, if I may.
1: Like like in in India, Jay uh, Prashant Jain has been running a fund for HDFC. He was running a fund for HDFC when I started my career in 2003. He's still with HDFC. One of the most renowned fund managers, you know. Uh, yeah, one of the most renowned fund managers. And, and that's why a huge chunk of my money, whatever money is in funds, uh, uh, more most is in PMS, but let's say whatever is in funds, most of it are HDFC funds. Yeah. Uh, for me, my sister, my wife, uh, because I know the team has been together for a very, very long time. Just just gives me comfort with the processes they would have set in place uh, and the performance is there to show and the fund house has done very well for themselves as a business. So, so active fund, you know, active fund doesn't require you to read businesses, research reports and around individual businesses, but it will still require you to uh, understand the, 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 the philosophy and the process that goes behind that team, mm-hmm. which which would which, which make you curious because if you're putting money in active fund, you want them to be the benchmark. So what are they doing? What are the processes? What is philosophy that could possibly make that happen for them? Exactly. Uh, like, like, like Jay, yeah. the PMS fund manager of my mine, uh, which is marcellous portfolio managers in India. All right. Uh, Saurabh Mukherjee. Like, eh, like tomorrow, 3.30pm uh, Dubai time, which is 5pm India time, there's an update on the portfolio for everyone holding the consistent compounder strategy with him, alright? Like, I'm looking forward to that talk. Because, because every time there's an update, I get to learn so much, eh? So So, so you've got to be curious about your f- active fund manager who's managing your money. You, you get to learn so much.
0: Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. So,
1: so, yeah, guys, that's, I guess, jay yeah, that's the whole arc of active investing. Uh,
0: I think we've, there, I think there we've, are, co- there's, there's obviously a lot more that we can cover and we will. Yeah.
1: And there are thousands of books and there are million ETFs and funds outside which are, which are active investing based. But, it at, you know, at least the intention is that a rabbit hole, you, you, the, you the, we're nudging you to go through the rabbit hole of active investing if you think like us. Absolutely. Couldn't have said it better. So, guys, I I guess I can say that's it. Anything I've missed out? Anything we
0: missed out? No, I mean I think that we, we we will be covering more, uh, and and yeah, watch the space, and see you soon, guys. I mean, hear yeah, us soon. <laughs> looking forward. Looking forward to
1: to uh, provide you more value with more episodes and and uh, more frequent cadence going forward. So, really excited about it. Take care guys.